thanks for dialing into our podcast. We're the Light Church Bradford here in Yorkshire, England, a church committed to following Jesus and loving our city back to life again. We truly hope and pray this week's message helps you and encourages you on your journey, especially in these really challenging times. Jesus said, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. Jesus was awesome at painting word pictures, wasn't he? Parables, truths that can be accessed by analogies, which was really great. And around him, there would have been loads of grapevines. Unfortunately, we don't live in the Mediterranean where grapes can grow. But I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. And neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. And these verses are kind of the key verses as we're launching our new discipleship framework because we believe in a discipleship framework, which is up here, that if we are with Jesus, if we be with Jesus, remaining with Jesus, then naturally, out of that, we will become disciples. We will become changed ourselves. We will become like Jesus, naturally fruit flowing out. And then we will change the world around us too when we do the things that Jesus did naturally, which is amazing. But everyone seems a a vineyard. People might, as Matt showed a picture of the vineyard last week, every vine, every branch, the vine itself is a big stump that doesn't need support, but any branch coming off it needs something to cling to. (laughs) because the weight of the branch and the weight of the fruit is too heavy to sustain itself on its own. It needs a trellis, which is Matt's. This is a trellis. It doesn't actually look like this, but this is an example of a trellis. It needs a framework, something to cling to that it can grow up. So um, me and Matt, we quite often every year decide we're going to grow Monge 2. It's pretty much the only thing we've... Um, still growing, isn't it? <laughs> Giving up on gardening. Got any pictures? Got my picture. There we go. So um, the discipleship framework, being with Jesus, becoming like Jesus, and doing like Jesus, which is about being a disciple, basically the trellis or the framework, the structure, it's the structure that we cling to, that your faith and your love for Jesus clings to and grows. So I don't know how many of you have ever grown monge to, but it's a bit of a pain to set up the whole structure thing. It's like every row of monge to, you know, you need to get like six garden poles, then tie wire, like about five rows of wire. And then because we've got like a plot, I don't know, this bit, it just takes ages, it takes hours to set up this flipping <laughs> framework. And then just putting the little plant in, it, it takes about two seconds, but it's the whole... F- structure and the framework that takes the time just to make sure that the poles are deep enough so that that it doesn't get blown over in strong winds but it's absolutely essential that you do that hard work of building this structure so that when the plant starts growing it's got something to cling to and the the monster are actually really nice and delicious 
that they naturally grow because they naturally curl around and cling to this framework. And then you get a harvest, you get change, you get this vegetable almost for free. It's amazing. <laughs> and this is what we're talking about, that we, that you, we hope will build a structure and a framework into your life, habits, that your faith in Jesus will, has got something to grow up and to cling to. Because we want to be with Jesus, and that's where it all starts. That's like putting the plant, the seed in the ground, being with Jesus. And out of that, nature is amazing, our faith is amazing, just by being with Jesus, the, the plant will grow and it will cling to that and, and we will see fruit and we will become changed people, we will become like Jesus and hopefully we're going to do what Jesus did. And it all starts with simply just being with Jesus. Jesus, in the next part of the passage, he says it about six or seven times, you know, remain in me. It's the key thing Jesus is saying in this passage. Remain with me, be with me, as I remain with you. No branch can bear fruit by itself, it must remain in the vine. Unless you remain in me, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will, promise, bear much fruit. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withered. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done. Amazing promise. And this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Jesus is saying if we are with him, if we just remain with him, if we stay with him, abide with him, wait with him, live with him, stay with Jesus, then we will naturally become like him and we will naturally do what he did which is incredible and the most one of the amazing things is that Jesus says remain in me but he says as I also remain in you so Jesus is already there he's already in our lives you know 1 Corinthians 6 says you know do you not know you are temples of the Holy Spirit Jesus and his Holy Spirit is already remaining with us in Revelations 3, it talks about, doesn't it? If, you, if I stand at the door and knock, and if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. You know, if you're a Christian, you've opened that door, and Jesus is sitting down at your dinner table with a feast of amazing food, ready for you to have some quality time with him. How amazing. When you said yes to Jesus, Jesus came into your life and took up permanent residence at the Hotel Joytika, or at the Hotel Tarzan, the Hotel Shagufta. Jesus is already there. He's already a guest at your inn. He is sat at your table waiting for you to be with him and have some quality time. So how do we just pull up that chair and just be with Jesus? And actually, there's loads of different ways we can be with Jesus. And we listed those down in the discipleship framework. And 
we're all different and we're built differently. And there's loads of different ways that we can be with Jesus. And it all depends on your personality, what you like, what you don't like, those sorts of things. It's up to you how you choose to spend quality time with Jesus. As long as we do it, like in relationships, we have different ways, you know, we like doing different things. If we wanna have quality time with people, we can build those things in, but, it's, but we still need to build that structure of being with Jesus into our lives, and hopefully it should be exciting. If we love someone, it's exciting planning holidays or planning going out for a meal or planning quality time. And this is how Jesus wants us to feel about planning to spend some time with him putting in these structures and habits into our lives where we can be with Jesus and spend quality time with him. Can I have pictures of my, my different um, one or two things? Yes, yeah, so there's loads of different structures. This is all different people making their own different structures to grow their own monge too. And actually, we're quite boring. We just do it in rows, but now I've seen that, I might do a little prettier patterns. <laughs> But this is what I mean, everyone's got their own unique ways, their own different structures that they're gonna build in time to be with Jesus. You know, it could look like that, that trellis, or it could look like any one of those. I think there's another one as well. Oh, look, that's a really professional one. That almost looks like a whole greenhouse on the side. So, and I don't know how many of you, like, so me and Eve joined the gym uh, recently, three months. So that, actually, this is another way. So um, part of my New Year's resolutions was I wanted to spend more quality time with Eve before she goes to university. And also I wanted to get fit. So kill two birds with Eve like swimming. I don't mind swimming, but I really like the sauna. Um, so go swimming, sauna. And as we know, we're spending really nice quality time. So I've built in that structure, that habit, that discipline to spend some time with Eve. And part of it, which I didn't know, is you get like this whole little personal training thing. So they like, you know, ask you, the personal trainer person says, so what do you want to achieve? And I was like, well, I just want to get a bit fit, maybe a bit toned. Got a dodgy knee though, so I've got to bear that in mind. So then he came up with like kind of a whole plan of exercises that I can do on all these different machines and show me how to do it. And it's like that as well, isn't it? So your overall goal and your overall aim is to get fit or to spend time with Jesus but you can come up with your own personalized program of doing that, using all your different machines in the different gym, taking into account your weaknesses. So mine are more strengthening, strengthening my back, supporting my back, supporting my But you can do all of that. You can do that with Jesus. It's your, what you like, what you don't like. You can build this personalized program, this personalized structure into your life so that you can spend time with Jesus. Because without that framework, the fruit, the plant has got nowhere to go and it flops and just ends up on the ground unless you keep these habits still happening. So you can build your structure but then you've still got to go around and make sure that it's all definitely you know, tied on and things like that. So you need to start your in a framework, but then you also need to make sure it's still happening and your habits are still ongoingly in place. Otherwise, the fruit just and the vegetables just drop to the ground and before you know it, the slugs have all got them, yeah? And that's the same for us, isn't it? Jesus says, if you don't remain in me, the branch will just wither up and die because it's not getting the nutrients, it's not getting that. And, um, and that's how we make our relationship with Jesus real 
to us, to the world, is, and then we become like Jesus and we change it and we can see the change and we feel motivated, hopefully. We can see the change in our personalities. We can see the fact we've got more patience. We can see the fact that we are displaying the fruits of the Spirit. Cause, and when you go to the, you feel like, oh yeah, I feel like I'm getting a bit, fit. you know, you see that change in yourself that makes you a stronger person in the world and then you change the world around you too. Hopefully you're seeing these things that then encourage you and motivate you to keep going. So, yeah, Jesus said, you did not choose me, but I chose you. This is our mission. Jesus has chosen you and appointed you. That's your mission to fulfill so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. So that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. That's our purpose, is to bear much fruit that we become like Jesus and that we do the things that Jesus did. That's the fruit he wants to see displayed in our lives. And we do that through being with Jesus and having a framework and a structure to do that. So let's have a look at some of the, the things that we talked about last week. So being with Jesus by being a person of prayer. So. There's lots of different ways you can do that. It's like, how am I going to carve out time to be a person of prayer? Okay, so do I do that with, by myself, with other people? Some people like different things. So, for example, you know, Rob and Jane and lots of other people, there's a Monday lunchtime prayer thing that still happens every single day, which is amazing. And if you're part of that, you're putting a structure in place in your life so that you're a person of prayer because it's a habit and it's a discipline and, and you get into it. And COVID made that happen. Hooray. <laughs> but there's lots of other different ways you can pray. So it's like, and, and you might not have the time for that because you might work during the day and blah, blah, blah. And so that doesn't suit you. <laughs> but there'll be other ways that you can become a person of prayer. Or being a spirit-led worshiper. So for Aha, that has got a real, that's where her like is. So she'd spend a lot more time on that bit of the equipment in the gym being a worshipper because that's her DNA, that's what God's put in her, that's her unique like. And so she gets home, she puts on her worship tracks and then she just sings and makes up amazing songs with amazing voice which blesses everybody else but obviously not everyone can do that. So, but that's just what I mean. So it's like finding these unique different framework ways and making it a regular thing, habitual structural thing in your life that means you're being with Jesus. Or being in the Bible. So being someone who stops, reads, listens, and engages with the, with the Bible. Because obviously, we're meant to become like Jesus. We kind of actually need to know what he's telling us to do and what he's commanded us to do. So we need to know that, don't we? So that we can become like him by learning what he's commanded. But there's different ways we can get into the Bible, isn't there? So, you know, you might, you might decide, okay, I don't really have loads of time, but when I'm driving to work... You know, there's loads of audiobooks. You can put that on the car and just listen to the Bible. You know, there's different ways of doing it. So be creative, be inventive, use what you've got in your life, the space and the time you've got to be in the Bible and make it a habit, make it a pattern. Um, being a learner. So Matt is a great podcast listener. He's listened to so So when he's cycling to work, he's listening to a podcast about Jesus on the bike path, safe. Um, but, you know, there's, there's ways and means of doing it according to what you will fit in with your life and your schedule. Um, being a sermon watcher. So for me, 
like, I love The Chosen because I'm creative and I like film and all of that. And so watching The Chosen, watching Jesus walk around and do all of that stuff, for me, that's, that's being in the Bible um, and being a learner. Being in Christian community. So yeah, being with each other. Jesus said, for where two or three gather in my name, I am there with them. And we sharpen each other, don't we? It's where you discuss stuff and you learn from each other. That's how it's meant to be. We were meant to learn about God in community. So whether you decide, yeah, I'm going to be part of my home church and I'm going to commit to that, and it's every other week, that's a structure and a discipline you're putting in place to be in Christian community. Whether you decide to go to Cafe Theology and learn there, that's another place you can learn. Whether you decide to come to a deeper worship thing, that's where you can be worship. So it's, it's deciding, you get to choose how you're going to put these things in place according to the things you like and how it suits you. Being at still and at rest, and I'm actually going to talk a bit about that in a minute, so I'm not going to cover that. Or being a faster, how often are you going to fast? <laughs> Choosing when you can do that and whether it's an hour or two hours or 24 hours or... Matt is speaking to us next about this. Matt Hatch, who's coming as a guest speaker in two weeks' time, isn't he? And he's just finished his 19-day fast. So anyway. <laughs> so yeah. So for me, um, something I put in place with my New Year's resolutions was to spend five minutes of silence with Jesus three times a day. And so that's something I decided to put into place like as a structure in my life. And yeah, I've kind of, you know, pretty much stuck to it. Obviously, there's days when I haven't. But, you know, so before I go to, you know, but in the morning, hopefully when I get back from work and then before I go to bed. And actually, five minutes, you know. But that's really quite powerful is sort of practicing the presence of God in your life and learning to be quiet with Jesus and just feeling his presence and not having to say anything, not having to pray anything, not having to sing anything. It's just being with Jesus. And obviously he does talk to you in that sort of time, but, but it's just that sense of being with Jesus. This is a bit from the message, which is, um, which is a really great verse. It says, from Matthew 11, it says, are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Because this is a thing, without a love for Jesus, these just become rules and regulations and it's dry and it's like something else you've got to do. But it's, if it's coming out of a love and a relationship for Jesus, you, you want to do it. Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And this is what it's about. We're responding to the amazing invitation that Jesus says, come away with me. Just hang out with me. Just be with me on your own. No distractions. Just come and be with me. And actually, that is the fuel for you to live a life where you're walking around everyday working life, you're consciously aware of the presence of God and you're taking him into all these different situations and you might just be driving home and you're like, yeah, come on Jesus, even picture, I sometimes do this, picture Jesus in the passenger seat and have a chat. You know, just stuff, 
you know, you're, you're being with Jesus, and so your everyday life becomes more supernatural, and you can bring more healing, and you can become like him and do the things that are on the becoming and the doing lists, if we've got those up somewhere. I won't talk about them, but you can just look at them while I'm talking. This is um, Brother Lawrence, who's a, a monk, said, um, this is pretty, resonates with me, because it's a bit like this at Food Bank. The time of busyness does not differ to the time of prayer. That's the dream, isn't it? The time of busyness does not differ from the time of prayer. In the noise and the clatter of the kitchen, when several persons are at the same time calling for different things, I possess in God as great a tranquility as if I was on my knees. I make it my business only to persevere in his holy presence, or to speak better, to have a habitual secret conversation of the soul with God. That's the dream. That's what we're looking for, isn't it? Carrying the presence of God with us and being aware of him with us, which is fueled by our quality time with Jesus. So that even when we're not having a one-to-one moment, we're aware of their presence with us all the time. So we've got this amazing invitation come with me, get away with me, whenever we want, you know, it's not like we have to book it in at half five or whatever, you know, with Jesus, he's always available, he's always there, which is incredible, Um, but what stops us, we decline that offer, don't we, Jesus is saying, come and have, come and sit down, have a meal, let's do quality time, and we're like, nah, it's all right, I prefer to look at Facebook or (laughs) I'm speaking to myself, but you know, like, I prefer to have this conversation or just, I don't know, just do whatever, in the kitchen, and it takes a bit of discipline to remove yourself and go upstairs, doesn't it, out of family life, out of whatever, to to go and do that. And the two kind of main reasons why we decline Jesus' offer is because we're hurried and we're worried. Um, You know, we've got job lists, we've got stuff to do at work, we've got organizing to see friends, we've got thinking about what we're gonna wear, you know, what did she say? Was that okay? I don't know if I like that. What did I say? Oh, I'm not sure if I like that. You know, how will I fit everything in? We've got loads of different everyday worries all the time. And that's, and that's before we even have, like, stop and think about bigger worries about our family and illness and debt and death and all these things that can really, really play on our minds. But we have to kind of learn to train ourselves to take our worries and our hurries to God, to leave our hurries and take our worries to God um, so that we can be with him when we set aside that time in body and mind and spirit. Because um, there's no point just sitting there physically, but then you're actually thinking about loads of other stuff because you might as well. <laughs> that's, not, that's not the point. And the famous verse from Philippians where Paul says, don't worry about anything but pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he's already done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. And his peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And it's so important that we do learn this habit of giving our worries to Jesus in prayer because without that, it can actually strangle you spiritually and emotionally, Jesus said in Matthew 13. The seed that fell amongst thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of life and the lure of wealth, 
so no fruit is produced. Jesus says there, so you've got your little plant growing up, but all these other things are stopping it, are growing up amongst it and strangling it and stopping it from producing any fruit. And we don't want to be those people, do we? We want to live fruitful lives. We want to become like Jesus. We want to do the stuff he wants us to do. But we can't do that if we're worrying too much. So, um, where's Josh? Is he around? So, um, there's a very famous part in the Bible where there's Mary and there's Martha, and Martha's doing all the work in the house. It's quite a famous thing, getting the meal ready, doing all of this stuff, while her sister Martha is just like, Mary, thanks. Mary is sitting at, you know, is just like listening to Jesus and stuff. And, um, you know, sibling rivalry, all of that stuff, we all know. <laughs> She's done more washing up than me. Like when I was a teenager, I used to keep the drying up wet for my brother, so it was fair. <laughs> I'm keeping it wet for you. You know, I've just done the washing up. You'll do the drying up. <laughs> so that sort of thing, isn't it? And so she's obviously well hacked off because Mary, her sister's not doing anything. She's just chilling out. But Jesus says, my dear Martha, or put your own name in there. You know, my dear Josie, you are worried and upset about all these details. You're worried and upset about all the details of your life. But there's only one thing to be concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. And that was sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening and being with him. Mary has discovered it. There's only one thing to be concerned about, being with Jesus. So what structures, what habits are you going to be putting in place in your daily lives, in your weekly lives, so that you can be with Jesus? Jesus wants to spend some quality time with you. How are you going to make space? How are you going to make time? Where are you going to put that in? And it'll be awesome when you do. And you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And you'll get that time back three times over, I am sure. Because he wants us to be people that become like him. And he wants us to change the world too. He wants us to change the world around us. He wants us to be people that are bringing in his kingdom rule of love and justice and peace. It's not about just us becoming like Jesus and having a nice time. It's about changing the world around us. So we're bringing in his kingdom of love and life and joy and peace to those people around us and letting them know that Jesus loves them. So we're going to have a few moments of silence because I thought that would be appropriate. So you can practice the presence of God in these next two minutes and then um, we're going to do some worship. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, you made it to the end. That's even more encouraging. If you'd like to find out more about who we are, visit our website at thelightchurch.org.uk. We pray God's blessing on you now as you go into the rest of your day.